This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thanks for joining us at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, we got a question about the Holy Spirit today. So, Michael, you ready for this one? Nope. Uh, you will be. When we are baptized by water, do we receive the Holy Spirit at the same time? No. Not in the same way. No. No, no, no. So let's talk about just baptism in general. The New Testament has uses the word to apply to a few different things. So you have the baptism of John, which is for repentance. but Which I think you and I agree is not Christian baptism. It's Jewish baptism. It's Jewish. It's a way for the people of God to say, I'm sorry, I want to repent and change my and life. I am aligning myself with John's teaching about repentance. Right in favor of repentance of her sin. Absolutely. And uh, you find in um, Acts 19, I think it is, yeah, Acts 19, 1 to 7, that Paul finds these guys who were baptized in John, but they weren't baptized in Jesus. And so they were sorry for their sins. They had a Judeo ethic that they knew they were violating, but they had never actually trusted in Christ. Right. And then uh, it's interesting because they got baptized, and then after they were baptized with water in Jesus— then Paul laid hands on them and they received the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. It didn't yeah. actually happen simultaneously. So you may find that when you read the book of Acts that baptism and the Holy Spirit, there's a connection. There is a connection in the book of Acts, definitely. Yep. Let me just give a, a moment to explain to our listeners how the book of Acts is written and then what the significance of baptism would be in the book of Acts. So yes. the book of Acts is marking a transitionary time in church history, where the Holy Spirit is now filling the people. So when you come into a relationship with God, you're given the Holy Spirit. And the promise of the Holy Spirit is that it's for anybody who trusts in Christ. And so it goes from Jews to uh, Samaritans, Samaritans, the the half Jews, (laughs) and then uh, Judea, the whole world, et cetera. Yeah, the Gentiles, yeah, then. So here's what you find. The book of Acts traces um, the spread of the gospel from the Jews to the Samaritans, to Judea, to the rest of the the world. world. And every time the gospel hits a new geographical barrier— the Holy Spirit falls on those people. And so you can actually read the book of Acts and watch as geographically, we'll just say the church is expanding. Yes. This was um, a very unique epoch in history where the Bible is marking experientially the church growing. Mm -hmm. And so what you find is every single instance after the book of Acts, everything in the New Testament, every epistle, every letter, is that this is kind of just the rhythm. When you trust in Christ— you receive the Holy Spirit. Yes. And then after you trust in Christ, you get baptized. Mm-hmm. But the baptism is not an impartation of the Spirit. And you don't see that as a rule in Acts either way. You know, Agreed. so there's nowhere in Scripture that creates a 100% connection from the water baptism of, in Jesus to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So, Tim, let's rewind and answer this question for our listeners. What is the significance of water baptism? Why water? I mean, John's baptism was yep. with water. Jesus' baptism was with water. Like, just kind of give us a one-on-one flyover of water baptism. Yeah, the passage that I always go to when people ask, should I be baptized by water? What's the significance of it? I always go straight to Romans 6. When you get baptized, you're identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's why we uh, hold to the fact that salvation and baptism has to include the conversation about resurrection. It is the death, burial, and resurrection. 
Hence, you come out of the water rather than you legit drowning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and Paul's talking about that. He says, you were buried, therefore, with him, with Christ in baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead for the glory of the Father, you might walk in the newness of life. And so water baptism symbolizes, it pictures a person identifying with Jesus as a death, burial, and resurrection and identifying with the fact that they want to die to the sin and sins that they've committed. It doesn't clean them. Mm. It doesn't wash them of sin, but it pictures dying to sin and living a new life in Christ and in the power of his resurrection. That is what water baptism is all about. And the whole reason that we do this in, in water and the whole reason it is a carryover from the Jewish practice of baptizing with a rabbi or being mm. baptized, identifying with that teaching, but it goes further mm. and it identifies with that death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I love that identifying factor. So like if you live in the ancient Near East, baptism would have been, yeah, an identifying. Like identifying. If I identify with your teaching and I'm going to be your follower, your disciple, whatever. And I love how, like you said, Jesus and the gospels take it even deeper. It then becomes also that, as you just said, it was great, a, a representation of his death, burial, and resurrection. And resurrection. And that's what you're identifying with. You're saying, I, I'm with that. I'm on that team. Yes. Those are my people. That's what I believe. That's who I'm becoming. And I'm going to die and I'm going to rise. Mm -hmm. And there is something very significant that not only was it significant in the first century, when a person identified with Jesus and his teaching of the death, burial, and resurrection, they were pretty much signing a, a, a certificate against Rome saying, I reject emperor worship. I reject the teaching of mythology of the Greek culture. I identify with Jesus Christ, the Jewish rabbi mm. who died for my sins. Definitely wasn't a way to move up in society. No. It's a big deal, which is why we baptize more hesitantly here. Yeah. Because it's just not as big of a deal to Americans as it was to first century Christians. And yet it should be. And those who today are baptized and understand it, their water baptism is a very, very significant mark in their spiritual journey. And it should be. It should be, hey, this is a public proclaiming that I've trusted Jesus as my Savior. And they may, uh, and it's not unusual, that they feel like the Holy Spirit has come on me in a new way in my public proclamation of my faith, but they don't receive the Holy Spirit indwelling them or empowering them in, in any other kind of supernatural way. When you trust Christ as your Savior, you repent of your sins, the Holy Spirit comes into you, empowers you, quickens your—he's the one that gives you the ability to trust. He's the one that convicts you of sin and gives you the ability to trust what Jesus did on the cross. And apart from the Holy Spirit, no one can come to faith in Christ anyway. Yep. So let's surmise. You and I are baptizing somebody, and— um, we thought they were a genuine believer, but they weren't. Mm, okay. So, like, you know, in, in our baptism, you get your left arm around them, and uh -huh. and you're about to dunk them, and you say to them, do you profess faith in Jesus Christ? And in that moment, that person gets saved. Yeah. And as you dunk them, like, in the process of dunking them, the Spirit fills them. Okay, that's possible. That's possible. <laughs> you know, no, like, possible. I'm trying to find out a scenario, like, is it possible Hopefully, we've done our pre-work and had those conversations <laughs> with that candidate to, to be baptized before. So, but I, I could see how it could happen yeah. simultaneously. Because, you know, it's funny. is like if I was in like 10th grade and I asked this question, that would be my follow-up. But like, so you're saying it can't happen? <laughs> can't happen? 
word. You know, so. yeah. All right, Tim, I'm really excited about this question. This next one. Oh, the next one, yes. Is it sinful to have maids or a house cleaner on a regular basis? Yeah. 